This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights. Today's show, I'd like to continue with jazz rock fusion, examining the groups that came from England from the second half of the 1960s, and including groups like Traffic, Jethro Tull, Coliseum, King Crimson, Soft Machine. Let's start with Jethro Tull. This is a very interesting group that started, I believe, in 1966 or 67. In 1967, on their first record called This Was, they recorded a piece written by the great American jazz saxophonist or multi-instrumentalist Rasan Roland. Kirk. This piece is called Serenade to a Cuckoo, which is a very interesting for a British rock band to be recording a jazz piece written by a well-known jazz artist, especially from this period. Ian Anderson was a flute player. At this point in his career, he hadn't been playing the flute all that long, but there's a precedent for the flute in jazz, especially in the mid-1960s. Um, Herbie Mann, the great American jazz flutist, had released Memphis Underground, which really helped to kind of popularize jazz with a more modern sound. And of course, Jeremy Steig, another other New York-based flautist from the mid-1960s. So there is a precedent for it in the States, but I would say that Ian Anderson is probably the first British jazz rocker to play flute. So let's check out an excerpt from the 1968 recording by Jethro Tull of Serenade to a Cuckoo. next group we're going to listen to is a band from England also from about the same period. The name of this group is Traffic, and it was formed in 1967. I believe one of the founding members was the organist Stevie Winwood, who was with the band off and on, and there were a number of different incarnations of the band Traffic. Chris Wood was the saxophonist flute player who, um, his sound is a very important part of the texture of Traffic. Probably their best record was John Barleycorn Must Die from the late 1960s. I believe it was released in 1969, but by 1970, it was a very popular record, and they incorporated a lot of jazz improvisation in their recordings. Traffic was also responsible for a number of of great tunes that became standards in the rock idiom in the 60s and 70s, including Dear Mr. Fantasy and, of course, Feeling Alright. We're going to check out a piece from this record called Glad, and it features the tenor player Chris Wood, and again, it's a great track.
One of the things I notice about many of these groups, especially the British bands that were fusing jazz with rock and R&B and sometimes even some classical music elements, is that the songs are broken up into many sections. They're almost like mini symphonies. I mean, this particular piece of music has about three or four different sections to it. It's not like it was a 32-bar AABA form that, you know, really was the, the norm through the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. I mean, these are multi-section pieces of music with different different modes, different meters, uh, different textures. Traffic was a very, very innovative group and, and very interesting in their treatment of the, of the music. Again, a great fusion of mixing jazz with rock music. Next group we'd like to listen to is one of the most interesting groups to come out of England in the mid-1960s, Soft Machine. They fused jazz with many different kinds of music. The original band was comprised of alto sax, drums, and keyboard. The recordings they made, their commercially recorded records, each track is, I'm not exaggerating, 15 to 20 minutes long. Again, multi-section pieces. Very difficult to categorize them. Was it a jazz group? Was it an electronica group? Was it a free jazz group? Again, in each track is very different. Some of it sounds like basically like noise, an unintelligible noise. Some of the pieces are very well organized. Some of them sound like straight-ahead jazz. I'd like to play a track from their album called Third, their third album. And this is a really interesting piece. It's entitled Slightly All the Time, and it's one of their more jazz-influenced pieces. group I'd like to play for you was a band called King Crimson, led by the guitarist Robert Fripp, and this is um, from an album called In the Court of the Crimson King. Again, wonderful music, a strong influence of jazz mixed with many other different approaches, a lot of electronic instruments, and there's a certain almost like a classical or orchestral quality to some of their music. The bassist in the band was Greg Lake, later to become famous with Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and the saxophonist in the group, his name was Ian McDonald. We're going to check out a track called 21st Century Schizoid Man, King Crimson, circa 1969.
Now check out this section of the composition. It occurs about four minutes and 40 seconds into the track, and this is all written out. This is wonderful writing. It's To me, it sounds almost like a big band meets a rock band. The next group I'd like to play for you is a band called Coliseum. It was formed from members of uh, the Graham Bond organization who left Graham Bond about 1968, including um, a very famous drummer by the name of John Heisman and the saxophonist Dick Hextall-Smith formed this band about 1968. You could say that they sounded somewhat like maybe a cross between Chicago and Blood, Sweat, and Tears, but this was a, a very original group. This was a great fusion of R&B, pop, blues, and jazz. Again, these were all wonderful jazz musicians and playing a kind of music that was very, very accessible. They weren't really popular here in the United States, but in England and Europe, they enjoyed a great amount of notoriety and fame. Coliseum from 1969. We're going to check out one of their tracks called Debut. I'd like to close today's show with a few excerpts from a group that was much more jazz-oriented than the previous groups we listened to. The name of the band was Nucleus. It was led by Ian Carr, a well-known trumpet player and author. It was a very unique band, and their music was more jazz-oriented than rock-oriented, so it also shows the fusion, but more jazz orientation. Wonderful musicians. Uh, The band had quite a following in England, and in the early 1970s, one of their records did make it over to the United States, but most of their popularity was in England. We're going to check out a track called Torrid Zone, a wonderfully modal piece, and you're going to hear this great trumpet player, Ian Carr.
Another interesting aspect about the band Nucleus is that when they made their first record starting in 1969, they had not heard Miles Davis's recording of In a Silent Way nor Bitches Brew, which hadn't come out by that time. So their music was developing independently of the things that Miles Davis was doing, which makes it even that much more unique. The last piece we're going to listen to today is also from the band Nucleus from the album Elastic Rock. This particular piece is called Battle of Boogaloo. It's a really interesting piece in that the rhythm section, bass, guitar, drums, are playing this kind of unusual vamp. It sounds very much like a, a mid-late 1960s rock piece, something you might hear from maybe Cream or Jethro Tull. But on top of that, we have a melody being played by the trumpet player that's almost out of phase with what the rhythm section is doing rhythmically. And on top of that, the tenor player, his melody is out of phase, in and out of phase with the trumpet player's melody. So it really sounds like three different textures that are swirling around. Very interesting piece and quite unusual for a jazz rock group to be doing something as sophisticated as this from England in the late 1960s. Let's check out an excerpt from Battle of Boogaloo, the band Nucleus from the album Elastic Rock, circa 1969. This has been Jazz Insights with Dr. Gordon Vernick. You can visit me on the web at gordonvernick.com and facebook.com slash jazzinsights. Jazz Insights is a production of WMLB AM 1690, the voice of the arts in Atlanta.